0: adios adios what an interesting choice of word of the day coca adios is the word of the day for august 6th it's a friday it's been a week got through it thanks to you all thank you just many thank yous i started very early this morning responding to many of your many of your notes of appreciation and condolence so thank you for those i will continue to work on that during the weekend adios I didn't even mean that as a goodbye like that. I meant it as a goodbye in Spanish, like hasta la vista, baby. Mate, you know what? Coca, let's do that again. Here we go. 90, 80, 69. Hasta la vista, baby. Nothing personal, word of the day for Friday, August 6, 2021, is hasta la vista, which is what Barcelona... And Lionel Messi said, to the rest of the world, bye-bye, sayonara, adios. Wait a minute, I thought, as I was getting ready to prepare a show and talking to Coca about today, very, very late into the night, totally distracting Coca from far greater pursuits, I said, Messi, I thought that he had a deal already with Barcelona they just hadn't formalized it, so I wasn't willing to lose the wait to see, which was back from September of 2020 when I said he's going to be gone from Barcelona after this year. That was the way to see. And once it was announced that he was going back to Barcelona, Coca said, that's going to be a loss for you. I said, hold on. Let's wait for it to be confirmed. So we agreed. We waited. And now we see. All of a sudden, Messi is not going back to Barcelona. So which is it? Is he back? Do they have an agreement? Is he not back? It's a complete cluster duck. And I want to tell you some funny stuff because there is some ass covering going on that you don't see too often. Who's covering who? Who's covering who? I think that's an Aretha Franklin song. Is that, is that correct, Coca? Who's zooming who? That was an 80s song that I used to sing along because I used to think to myself, what does zooming mean? I know what I wanted it to mean when I was a Teenager who zoom in who. All right, let's talk about the statement. Let's talk about the plan, and let's talk about the reality. Messi is Barcelona, right? There's they're associated. They will always be associated. He's been with them since two thousand. He's come up through the academy. He's been there for all of the good, all of the bad. He is Barcelona, right? When you go to Camp Nou, which I'm lucky enough to have gone to, it's all Messi. It's just him standing there. It's like a life-size. You you line up for an hour to take a picture next to a life-size cutout. You look at all the trophies and this and that. There's one thing that Barcelona does not have. Money. There's one thing La Liga, which is the league that Barcelona is in, does not have. Money. Do you know that Barcelona has salaries to players that represent roughly 110% of their revenue? let me be clear what the math should be. In baseball, the the commissioner would say, if your payroll is more than 50% of your revenue, you don't know how to manage a business. There are leagues that have caps and payrolls that are set to revenues, like the NFL and NBA caps are based on revenue of the teams. Of course, you've got then teams trying to look for outside revenue. That's what all the ballpark villages are for. That's what all the ancillary business is for. But the general rule of thumb is in your business, if your salary represents more than 50% of your revenue, you're done. If it represents 110% of your revenue, that means you make a dollar in revenue per year. You pay out $1.10 in salaries. What are you? You're bankrupt. You're done. Who's going to lend money to you when that's your financials. So that's sort of the background that Barcelona is poor. I'm not discussing the value of the team. I'm talking about operationally. Messi wants to stay, maybe. Messi has an issue with management, definitely. Messi wants to maybe make his way to Miami, maybe. Not yet, though. Not yet. Like at the end of Gladiator, I will see you again, but not today. Not today and then he buries Russell Crowe's little figure. All right, so let me get to the statement and read it to you because it made me smile in several ways. Despite FC Barcelona and Messi having reached an agreement and the clear intention of both parties to sign a new contract today, this cannot happen because of Spanish La Liga regulations on player registration as a result of this situation, Messi shall not be staying on at FC Barcelona. Both parties deeply regret that the wishes of the player and the club will ultimately not be fulfilled. I'll read the rest in a minute, but we got to break that down because it's good. Now, this may have been released in Spanish, translated to English, but FC Barcelona releases things in Spanish and English. There is somebody there doing perfect translations. So I'm going to assume for purposes of nothing personal today that the translation that this statement is exactly what they meant it to say. Blaming La Liga and their regulations for the inability to sign this contract is like blaming the sun when you sit out without sunscreen and get sunburnt and start peeling. When you're sitting in the sun without suntan lotion, you're going to get burned and it's going to peel, no matter what moisturizer you use. Do you think that's been a rule since the beginning of time? Do you think, La Liga, I could be wrong, Coca, correct me if I am. And you know what? This actually has to be the case, as I think about it, while doing the show with you. La Liga must have changed their rules yesterday. They must have changed the way salaries are calculated. They must have changed how they deal with debt limits. They must have changed what's allowed and what's not allowed with paying a player. And it must have happened yesterday because when they did the deal with Messi that was agreed upon a few months ago, there was a set of rules. Now there's a brand new set of rules and they couldn't sign it till today. And now that the new rules are there, they can't sign it. So it's La Liga to blame. Thank God we unpacked that. I didn't see any reports of that. So if you could get to me and let me know, I'll correct it. But I'd like to just tell you that La Liga obviously changed its regulations. So FC Barcelona and Messi had no idea it was coming because the other interesting thing in La Liga is they change regulations without consulting any teams. They just do it. Or maybe they didn't consult Barcelona because they're so upset with them about wanting to join the Super League so they purposefully changed the rules, so they made it so that Messi couldn't go, except Messi is one of the main reasons that La Liga is not even in worse financial shape than it's in, ah, we're gonna cut off our nose to spite our face. We're gonna take the goose that lays the golden eggs and we're gonna tell him to squat elsewhere. That's how we're gonna make our league better. It's perfect. The guys running La Liga, they have it nailed. Let's make it so they can't sign Messi and Messi has to go somewhere else. Maybe he'll go to Paris Saint-Germain. Maybe he'll go to Beckham United in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's an interesting statement, though. They blame Spanish La Liga. If I'm Barcelona and I don't want to sign Messi and I know that I'm going to have a absolute mutiny on my pitch, I'm going to say, hey, my hands were tied as though I enjoyed that kinky kind of stuff. There was nothing I could do. La Liga would say, sure, we'll take the blame. No problem. Okay. Then they talk about that both parties deeply regret that the wishes of the player in the club will ultimately not be fulfilled. Was it really Messi's deep wish? And now is he deeply regretful? Is he regretful because some of the teams bidding for him use some of the money on other players? So now they can't pay him what he thought he wanted, which is about an NBA team per year. That's messy what he makes. All of you know, I complain about people making $50 million a year for what they, for playing basketball. And I don't I don't begrudge it. I just say it's a tremendous amount given the salary cap, et cetera. I didn't realize that Messi per year is paid by his team more than the salary cap in the NBA. Hey, that's good work if you can get it, Mr. Messi. So then they kept going in the statement. FC Barcelona wholeheartedly expresses, we've told you, when you're in a statement, you don't use words like wholeheartedly. Is it half-heartedly? are you expressing it? Are you thinking about expressing it, but you don't really feel it in your heart? You feel a little tiny tingle in your heart but not your whole heart it's like your mitral valve but that's it we wholeheartedly express its gratitude to the player Uh uh-oh I hope that was a lost in translation moment Because when you refer to your player by name in the first paragraph and then you change it to player in the third paragraph, you're supposed to keep saying the player unless you're really not happy with the player and then you say player. But if you're okay with the player and both of you are totally upset that he can't be on FC Barcelona, then you keep saying the name Messi. But if it's a Messi divorce that's going on, and in fact, Messi made it clear that I don't want to be on Barcelona, but Messi said no problem, blame La Liga, then you drop a player. In your statement, FC Barcelona wholeheartedly expresses its gratitude to the player for his contribution, wait for it, to the aggrandizement of the club and wishes him all the very best for the future in his personal and professional life. I very rarely would wish the best for people in their personal life because that's not my job. I'm the president of a team. I wish him luck in his future endeavors. Good luck in your future endeavors is what I would say. And that sort of covers all types of sin. It means good luck personally, whatever. Good luck professionally. I hope you go to another team and stick. That's sort of what good luck in your future endeavors means. But when you mention the word aggrandizement, I want to define that word for those of us who don't know what it meant because I went right to Merriam-Webster And I wanted to get the exact definition because I thought that was a strange choice of words to use in a statement. Thanking the player for his contribution to the aggrandizement of the club. To make great or greater. That's definition one. Two, to make appear greater, greater. Interesting, but here's three. To enhance the power, wealth, position, or reputation of exploiting the situation to aggrandize himself, to enhance the power, wealth, position, or reputation. I think it's great that FC Barcelona is willing to admit what they use Messi for. And they're right. The lines outside Camp Nou on an off day would knock your socks off. What they charge to take a tour, the number of people buying Messi jerseys, the way it enables them to get bigger jersey deals and all such deals, yet they still were unable to make money. They still had revenue at 100% with salaries at 110% of revenue. That is a model that's broken. Having Messi on your team, if you cannot make money with Messi on your team, what is the use of having Messi on your team? I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking for people who run businesses. I love that my business I just got the best space right in downtown New York City, big building on Fifth Avenue. Got five floors for the company. I know we haven't sold anything yet, but man, we look good. We have this great office space. We put stuff on the wall. It's incredible. Oh, Christ, we have no revenue. Don't worry. We got the first month's rent free. Uh-oh, second month. What do we do? We have no revenue. We have fixed expenses. Rutrow. row. That's like what Barcelona does. They sign players. They pay them too much. They can't afford to pay them. And then this happens. A lot of conspiracy theories out there, though lots of conspiracy theories maybe this is just happening so La Liga changes the rules to allow Messi sign with Barcelona because Messi can't sign anywhere else because all the other money's taken up so La Liga now has the pressure to change the rules and restrictions and this was really Messi and FC working in concert given the fact that Messi doesn't like his management but now all of a sudden they're thick as thieves and they said let's release that we want to do a deal today but we can't because of La Liga then we knock on La Liga's door and we say, if you don't change the rules of how much money we can pay Messi, then, you know, he's going to leave La Liga. And if he leaves La Liga, you're going to have a big Liga problem. Hmm. That could be it, isn't it? Do you know Barca had the largest salary cap in Spain prior to the pandemic? $796 million. That was their salaries per year. How do they ever lose a match, Coca? Could you riddle me that? If you gave me $800 million to put together a baseball team, even I couldn't screw that up. And believe me, I can screw up a lot of teams. They cut their payroll by half and it's still $412 million. It's pretty funny. All right, so Messi is gone from Barcelona. The wait to see from September 8th, 2020, which was Messi will be gone from Barcelona. I'm still going to keep it up in the air and here's why. Until I see him in another jersey at a press conference declaring his love for either David Beckham or PSG or Man City or Man U or any other team, until it is definite, I cannot revisit that, wait to see. So it is a full George Clooney from September 8th, 2020. We are still up in the air. Good luck, Messi. Good luck, La Liga. Bye. All right, I'm getting ready. I got to put my glasses on to see this. I want to read to you a list of teams that want to trade for Deshaun Watson. Here I go. Ready? Ready? Did you hear it? Did you hear the teams I just read? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. It's Friday. I know. My voice gets a little raspy, but you heard it. None of them for Deshaun Watson. Why wouldn't anyone want to trade for Deshaun Watson, in your opinion? Let's pretend you own a business and you're going to hire someone who's a really good salesperson and you're in the business of selling and you have a chance to bring someone in who's going to really help your bottom line, who's going to be great, who understands your products. And you're about to steal them away He's working with Robbie Dupree. You're going to steal him away to work for you. Except you find out that there's a chance that once you've stolen him away, he can't actually do for you that which you want him to do. Because he is being suspended. Not able to sell ever again. It's like hiring the Wolf of Wall Street's firm. Because you love Jordan Belfort. And then by the time you hire him, Jordan Belfort's in jail and you're dealing with some other schnook. No one's trading for Deshaun Watson for two reasons. Number one, they don't know what the hell is going on with Deshaun Watson. If I want Deshaun Watson, I'm the Philadelphia Eagles. I call up Roger. Dear Roger Hansen, could you please tell me the status of Deshaun Watson? I'm just curious. Um, we don't know yet. Well, can he play? Well, he's certainly not on the suspended list right now. He's participating in training camp. But will he be available all season? Ah, I can't tell you that. How many games will he be available? Don't know. What will be his suspension if he actually has to go to trial? We don't know. But if he goes to trial and gets convicted criminally, then he's done. Now, if some of these civil trials go to trial and he is found to be not negligent or having committed any sort of civil penalties are not levied against him. Then We may suspend him. We may have to. Let's see what the pressure is. But that could be four games, six games. Roger, what are you saying? I'm saying we don't know. Well, how am I supposed to know what to trade to the Texans to get him? I don't know. The whole conversation with Roger Goodell sounds like it was written by Maurice Sendek. Pierre, there once was a boy named Pierre who always would say, I don't care. Read his story, my friend, for you'll find at the end that a suitable moral lies there. The suitable moral here is Deshaun Watson is screwed. Pun not intended. He's sitting there with the Texans trying to figure out what to do. The Texans can't find one team to trade him to, and I don't think they're going to trade him. They're not going to get the value back. It's pretty simple to me. No chance toilet pants. Would you ever trade for him, not knowing if a player could play for you? You wouldn't. You couldn't. You can't. And this thing isn't going away anytime soon. They're still investigating him criminally. There's still more women who have not hired Tony Busby as their lawyer for civil, but they've given a statement criminally. Deshaun Watson still has not been interviewed by Goodell. They're waiting for Goodell to figure out if they're going to do anything criminally. It's like what's going on in the Bauer case. Bauer's administrative leave just got extended. Are you surprised? If you listen to nothing personal, of course you're not surprised. Why could you ever be surprised by that? That administrative leave, which is only supposed to go seven days, it's been over a month. They've extended it now again to August 13th. They're doing it a week at a time because the union won't let them do more than a week at a time because that is what is under the current collective bargaining agreement when it comes to administrative leave under the domestic violence policy. You think the union is going to stand in the way of Trevor Bauer having his leave extended? No way. There's not one member of the union, not one member of the union that wants to do anything to protect Trevor Bauer, but the union itself will not give an inch to the management, to the owners, to the commissioner as they enter into collective bargaining. So what you do when you're in collective bargaining is you assert every single right you have because you feel as though it's use it or lose it. So if there's something during the course of an agreement that you have not done, an advantage that you had that you did not take advantage of, as you enter into a bargaining year, you start doing all of those things. So you can then say during bargaining, of course I do that, and of course I need that again in the next deal. Why would the union want to fight for having a say over seven-day administrative leave extensions? Because they don't want to leave it up to the commissioner because they believe the commissioner could then abuse his power. However, it's paid administrative leave. Do you know the Dodgers are paying out to Trevor Bauer every two weeks? He's making $40 million this year. $40 million over six months. Let's just call it for fun, $7 million a month. Two paychecks a month, $3.5 million every two weeks. Rough, rough math. It's a shade under because seven times six is 42 and he's only at 40. So 2 million divided by six is about 500, $400,000. So we're just a shade under, but can you imagine that's what the Dodgers are paying not to pitch Bauer knowing that he won't pitch again, but it's always a new news cycle every time his administrative lead gets extended. And now we hear that there's going to be a preliminary hearing on the criminal case on the temporary restraining order that the woman filed against him that was granted. And that is coming August 13th or 16th through 19th. 16th through 19th, which means the Bowers administrative leave. Can I do a wait to see on this coke? I can't because it's too obvious. And I don't, it's not a wait to see. Trevor Bowers administrative leave, which expires on August 13th, coincidentally, next Friday. I will bet you right now, I'll bet you a dollar, Mortimer, it'll get extended next to August 20th. <gasps> That'll be shocking when that happens. I may not be here when it does, but you'll remember. And not that I'll be gone forever. i am just be gone for a few days. Why was I talking about Trevor Bauer when I was in the middle of talking about Deshaun Watson? I don't know. To sum up, Messi may or may not be gone from Barcelona. Deshaun Watson may or may not be gone from the Houston Texans. And Trevor Bauer is definitely gone from the Dodgers and may or may not be gone from Freedom. When we come back, we're going to review a movie with one of the detectives from Mayor of Easttown, clearly not playing a detective, in a movie that you told me to watch. And then we're going to get to something that the Cubs are doing that made me so jealous I turned green all over like Jolly the Green Giant. We'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. You don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's been a week. My name is David Sampson. Thanks for being here through all of it. We come to you 45 minutes a day. Thank you for rating, reviewing. Please keep telling your friends about Nothing Personal. Every day we get more and more unique listeners, more and more people watching YouTube, Nothing Personal with David Sampson. Just hit subscribe. I'm not going to get on there on the channel without a shirt, smoking a cigar, trying to make you subscribe, threatening you if you don't subscribe. I don't have a ship. I don't have a motor. I just have a motor mouth that gets very tired by Friday. I get to watch a movie every day. I had to bank a few movies because I was worried I wouldn't get to watch a movie every day this week. However, it is a great thing to do when you've had a long, stressful, sad day, just to watch a movie, to forget about life for a while. So you told me to watch this movie. You give me a lot of suggestions and I keep them all and I can't get to all of them. But there's a movie called American Animals. I didn't know what it was about. I thought American animals was some sort of going to be a documentary, something about animals, maybe how the U S version of the Serengeti, maybe I'd see a few bison, maybe some hippos, maybe something about Barnum Bailey. It turns out American animals is a movie with Evan Peters, the guy from mayor of East town, the detective who ends up getting killed spoiler alert at the end of episode second to last. Sorry but it's been out long enough that it's not a spoiler alert anymore. Although it's a good series, you should watch it. Although if it's still up for current Emmys, then maybe I shouldn't have spoiled that. Evan Peters may or may not die at the end, toward the end of Mare of Town*. But he's in this movie and he plays a real life kid. I, I would view him as sort of a ski bum, just sort of a stoner. Not that there's anything wrong with that because I'm all in on both of those attributes. Isn't it funny when you are not a ski bummer or a stoner, but then you try to act like you are and you think that you're cool for acting like you are because it feels so good to feel so free. It's like going to Burning Man, except the people who go to Burning Man are not the like the original Burning Man people. They're the people who you know need a break and they go and anyway, I digress. American Animals is about three guys who are bored, four guys at the end of the day, and they want to steal rare books worth $12 million out of a library in Transylvania. It's in Transylvania. What do you want me to tell you? So Transylvania University is the place and what this movie does, it actually has the four real guys who are giving interviews during the movie while it's being acted out by a group of actors. I thought the movie was fascinating. I thought that the crime was brazen. I thought they were, it reminded me a little of the Billionaire Boys Club. It reminded me a little of the, the movie, oh, come on, Coca, it, it, um, with James Franco and a bunch of young people. <laughs> Maybe that's where he got the idea. Uh, I want to say Spring Breakers, but I don't know why that's in my head. It shouldn't be. I may be thinking of the movie Spring Break with, uh, that took place in Fort Lauderdale that I really liked, really, really liked. I think Jane Modine was in Spring Break. I could be wrong, though. Okay, anyway, so spring, it is Spring Breakers. Thank you, Coca. That is rare for me to come up with on a Friday. Is Jane Modine in a movie called Spring Break back in the 80s? I saw that movie twice in a row uh, in the theaters back in the 80s because there was a tremendous amount of nudity, and it, it represented something that I would have wanted to be a part of but couldn't. 1983. Perfect. I was 15 years old. I'm watching the movie and I'm thinking this is what I want my life to be. And so I ended up going to Fort Lauderdale for spring break. And by the way, it wasn't that far off. I went in 1988 or 89 to Fort Lauderdale uh, when I was in college, college spring break. Ironically, I ended up living there later in life, but not at the Sheraton Yankee Clipper where I was. And uh, I don't know if you're out there, Stacy Gibson, but if you are, or Barrett Hannah. Don't know why those names are still in my head. I think there's a SUNY Stony Brook connection, and Barrett Hannah was a tennis player, and all of that may be incorrect, and all of it may not be, but either way, spring break, that was something. American Animals is a movie worth watching because you think to yourself, are kids so bored now that they want to commit crimes not realizing that you're going to go to prison? Are they that desperate to try to get a thrill that they're willing to do something that will require losing your freedom and putting your soap on a rope? Is that really what your plan is? I'm gonna hope it's not. You don't have to have my plan where you're dealing with business and it's all about business and nothing personal. You can be anywhere you want on the spectrum of how much money means to you or not, how much freedom means to you or not, how much working or traveling or whatever. I am all in on anything you wanna do. There's only one thing I don't get. People who do something against the law, knowing that if they're caught and the likelihood is they will be, that they'll lose their freedom. And these four guys in American Animals knew exactly what was going on and they couldn't stop like it was crack. Check out American Animals. Speaking of having a good plan, There is a really good plan that is happening right now in Chicago. There's a, so you want to talk to Samson, which is when people get on my Twitter, David P. Samson, and you ask a question, and here was a question. Would you build a sports book near Marlins Park if you were still president? Why are you asking that question? Ah, I didn't know why that question came in, but it got me thinking because the immediate answer was, hells yeah. I want a sports book. I if, if I could be a legal bookie, of course I would do that because bookies never lose, ever. The house doesn't lose. If you want to win money, don't bet on sports. Let other people bet on sports through you. Who didn't have a bookie in college? The bookies always have the nice cars and you're the one eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, Uncrustables, mac and cheese, Hormel chili in a can. I'm fine. Nice Mercedes you got there. Yeah, that was a tough beat. I've just heard people talk that way. The Chicago Cubs announced yesterday that they got a positive ruling from the Landmark Commission because Wrigley Field is a landmark. So when your building is a landmark, it is a total pain in the ass because you've got to go through 29 hoops, have 29 meetings with people who only want to deal with tradition and not have anything changed to preserve the look and the feel of an area or a building. And if you want to do something different or modern or updated, you need their permission because they want to preserve the landmark. But the Cubs got permission. The, Cubs, the Chicago Cubs, member of Major League Baseball, the same league that only 10 years ago would not admit any association to gambling would not let you advertise a Native American casino in your ballpark. Now they are embracing gambling like it's their long lost best friend. Oh my God, it's so good to see you. I missed you so much. I love you. Ignore that guy. We have him blindfolded and he his hands are tied. He's in the trunk. No, I know that looks like Pete Rose, but just leave him there. We're not talking about that no, no, we love you. Oh, no, we're, gonna, we're all in on gambling. Yes, we understand that we didn't use shh, Don't talk that loudly. He, he may be old, but he's not deaf. MLB has completely changed course. Why wouldn't they? Because there's huge revenue streams available in gambling and teams now, it is open season because all these states are making sports betting legal. If you own a team, the number one thing you want, the number one thing, better than stadium location, better than the size of your TV market, is whether or not your state allows legalized sports betting. Because the minute it does, I am building a sports book in my stadium so fast your head would spin. The Cubs are building a two-story sports book. Now, don't worry. You don't have to buy tickets to the game to go to the sports book. Really? Like that was a question. We are limiting this sports book to only people who come to our games. As much as you don't want to hear this, owners really couldn't give a flying rat's pituitary gland whether you go to the games. They say, oh my God, we need the gate. We need the attendance. They don't want to rely on that branch of revenue, that source of revenue, that stream of revenue. When you have a guaranteed stream and you think it may poach another stream, but the stream that's guaranteed is so much bigger, you'll let that other stream dry up. Oh, we have 20,000 people in the stands. All right. How much money bet on the game? What do we got? Who's coming to Wrigleyville to go to all the bars that we now own and the restaurants that we now own? Come to Wrigleyville. Watch the game. Bet on the game. You want to come into the game? Terrific. You don't? No problem. The Chicago Cubs spent years doing lawsuits with people in the rooftops wanting their money. People were getting to see their games for free from Wrigley rooftops. So they started taking over the rooftops and suing everyone. And then they realized, what are we doing? It's bupkis. I'm not going to step over dollars to pick up pennies anymore. I'm going to step over dollars to get hundos. Where are the hundos? Let's own a network. Where are the hundos? Let's build a sports book. You asked me whether I'd want a sports book. Yeah, who wouldn't? I got to wait to see for you. The wait to see is that the Cubs are far from the last team. Every MLB team in an area where there is legalized sports betting, which will soon be every area, I assure you that they will have a sports book in and around their stadium. Trust me on that. It's an easy wait to see. Cubs, not the last MLB team to build a sports book. I appreciate your question on that. I really do. Okay. Did you see the Phillies beat the Nats? I told you how good Nola was, their number one starter. My God, did he suck? But the Phillies came back and won. So it still counts. We've we've told you to bet on games where the starter who we said would pitch well, pitches well and the bullpen blows it. And we've lost. Well, yesterday we won. The starter pitched like crap who I thought would pitch well, but the Phillies still won. The Phillies are now a half game behind the Mets. Hold on, can you hear this? Can you hear this? I don't know if Coca can hear it. Those are the footsteps of the Braves and Phillies. It is so hard when you have a lead and you feel people catching you like in a in a race and you're running and you hear the footsteps behind you and there's not one thing you can do about it. You know, it's just a matter of time. If the finish line isn't like in three feet, you know you're gonna lose the race. If you talk to any jockey, they know exactly how their horse is going to do, and they can hear the horses behind them. And they know, hey, we're not even at the quarter pole, row. Well, the Mets are not even at the three quarter pole. And let me tell you, the footsteps are loud, and I'm not sure there's anything they can do about it. The Phillies beat the Nats. We are 102 and 88. Let me give you my weekend picks, if you wouldn't mind. We've got Cubs White Sox tonight. There's so much to watch. I'm going to watch at 10:30 uh, tonight as the US goes for a gold medal. I don't know the line of that game. Do you know the line Coke of US France? France is going for the gold against Durant and the USA team. We've got a situation where it's unlikely France is gonna beat USA twice. It is very likely that my way to see where I said the US men were not gonna win gold is going to be wrong. I didn't realize that Kevin Durant would become a one man wrecking crew and simply be better than everybody else but that really is what's happening. The line is 12 and a half over France. Ooh, that's a really good line. I'm going to do a bonus pick because I'm going to watch that game. I'm going to try to watch that game and the Cubs White Sox. The Cubs get to watch Craig Kimbrell try to save a game against them, and they get to put Lance Lynn on the mound. I am taking the White Sox over the Cubs. For whatever reason, it's only minus 153, which is strange. But please, White Sox will beat the Cubs. That's my Friday pick. Another pick, Coca, please put it in the nothing personal pick of the day um, part of the show. It's the USA minus 12 and a half. And I'm going to take France to cover but lose the game. So I'm going to take the points. The USA, I believe, will win the gold and I'm going to lose the weight to see. But I'm going to take the points with France. Now, if the USA blows them out, that means I lose the pick and I lose the wait to see. So I should take USA to cover. But then what if USA wins by six? Then USA wins the game. I lose the wait to see and I don't cover. So I'm taking France plus 12 and a half. Saturday, the Jays have to be excited. You have to be, right? The Yankees are playing better. The Mariners are playing worse. The Jays are playing better. There is a fight to the finish. The Red Sox are playing worse. There's going to be a great wild card race and division race, maybe, mostly wild card race in the AL East. And Berrios is a true top, toward the top of the rotation guy, matching up with Ryu, Ray. Just, I love the Jays team. I love their lineup. Saturday. I think the Red Sox are going to continue their fade. I'm not willing to blame the owner. I'm not willing to say that the players have an out because they weren't helped at the deadline. I think that is total horse hockey, but I am taking Berrios and the Jays over the Red Sox. Sunday, I'm going back to Wheeler. Zach Wheeler, I'm going to keep going Phillies. The Phillies play the Mets this weekend. The Phillies start the series a half game back. Is it a three-game series, Coca? I think it only is which means if the Phillies win two out of three, they are going to leave this weekend in first place. And the Mets will be out of first place for the first time in pretty much as long as I can remember. I bet it's been like 90 games or 90 days. It's been a long time. But I'm going to go Wheeler in the third game of the Phillies-Mets series. So White Sox over Cubs, France plus 12 and a half, Jays over Red Sox Saturday, Phillies over Mets on Sunday. All right, I want to close this week and it's been a week. But I wanna close with a story and do not misunderstand, this is not political. I am not opining as to President Trump's politics or what he did as president, either positively or negatively. What I am gonna opine upon is something that he did that I find to be so disappointing and so pathetic that it has to be pointed out because we can be better. The U.S. Women's National Team won a bronze medal in the Olympics. In 1996, the U.S. Women's National Team won a gold medal. In 2000 Olympics, they went silver. 2004 and 2008, they won gold again. 2012, gold again. This year, 2020, just a bronze, disappointing end for the women's national team, but they're on the podium. They represented our country, and they won a medal. For whatever reason, the 45th president of the United States of America released a statement, and I'm calling it out. If our soccer team, headed by a radical group of leftist maniacs, wasn't woke it's weren't by the way mr president or whoever is writing these for you i can't imagine anyone would have written this for you if our soccer team headed by a radical group of leftist maniacs wasn't woke they would have won the gold medal instead of the bronze woke means you lose everything that is woke goes bad and our soccer team certainly has there were however a few patriots standing Unfortunately, they need more than that respecting our country and national anthem. They should replace the wokesters with patriots and start winning again. The woman with the purple hair played terribly and spends too much time thinking about radical left politics and not doing her job. That's the 45th president of the United States. We have a lot of problems in our country. There's no question about it. The political divide that exists the schism that exists between the right and the left, the lack of talking that happens, the lack of empathy, the lack of communication, the belief that Twitter gives everyone the right to say things, cyber courage. The fact that you were elected into office gives you the right to make statements and to be known as president. He is president, he'll always be President Trump, like President Reagan, President Carter, President Nixon, President Kennedy. President Obama, we elect him as a country, he was our president. He did not win a second term, there's a new president. What is being served by saying the woman with the purple hair? What are we modeling to people who read that statement, who believe in your politics, and I am not disparaging your politics. If you wanna believe in Trump's politics, please do but why does that mean you have to disparage people? Why does that mean that we can be mean to each other? Can't you be a Republican and have views on the right, views of smaller government intervention and not be racist and not be misogynist and sexist and not call out someone with purple hair? Her name is Megan. I may not agree or disagree with one thing she says, her name is Megan. Being woke means you can't win? I don't understand what is happening. And if we don't stop it soon, what's next? You think the rise in anti-Semitism, the rise in hate crimes, the rise in racism, all while we're trying to have this awakening, the rise in the schism, the enlarging of the anger, do we think it's a coincidence? Or do we think it's possible that people read something from someone in a position of power and say, if he can say it, I can say it. I've always thought it, but now I can say it. I've always said it, but now I can do it. Is that what it is? The fact that we're modeling ourselves after people who are doing things and saying things that are wrong, and that's making it right for us to do it, that we now have the cover? I couldn't vehemently disagree more with people who use other people's mistakes as a way to explain their own or use other people's racist, horrific views as a way to explain their own. They find comfort in numbers, so they join organizations that perpetuate hate. We can be better. We should be better. And I don't want to give a platform to these statements because they're so wrong, but I felt I had to. I finally had enough. I finally said ganug. I said, Coco, we are ending the week. A shitty week for me. A sad week for so many people. COVID is coming back. People are dying every day of diseases that are not yet cured. Did raise money till the cows come home and it doesn't bring back loved ones who have died of cancer or died of COVID, died in accidents drunk, driving, whatever the case may be, died because of mental health illness, we can't bring them back, but you know what we can do? And I think we should. How about being better? Thanks for spending the week with me. I really do appreciate it. That's the show today. That's the weekend. I will be here Monday with a new show. Be safe out there and remember, it's just business. This is nothing personal.